guys, it's Brett, also known as Ogre Barbarian. With me today, we have DP. Hey guys, this is Daniel, also known as DP0427. And unfortunately, Doombox was unable to uh, be with us currently. Hopefully he'll join in a little bit later. And we have a special guest for you today. Um, hey guys, this is Clay, also known as Claytwad. And we are the Oddsmen. And let's, you know, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right in. Clay, go ahead and take it away on. Here comes a new challenger. All right, so going to go over the new tunes released this month. We have Silver Banshee and Gorilla Grodd. We also have reworks for Killer Frost and Hot Girl. Uh, with Silver Banshee, I'll start by just talking about her abilities. So her first ability is called Curse Strike. It's a single target physical damage when it's maxed out. It does plus 35% damage and three bleeds. Uh, the legendary upgrade for that ability is 100% uh, bonus damage if that target has any kind of immunity. Uh, her second ability is Banshee Stare, single target special damage, and plus 30% damage if it's fully maxed, and it also applies heal immunity. The legendary upgrade is Purge All Positive Immunities. Her third ability is an AoE special damage. At max, it's 20% bonus damage, and it also has a 20% chance to stun if any enemy has a positive immunity. Um, the stun is random, so it doesn't necessarily hit the person with the immunity. Um, the legendary upgrade is 30% to use Death Whale when a buff purge is used by an ally. Her fourth ability is Eye for an Eye. It's our first of two passives. Uh, it adds, uh, it's a passive random ally buff on ally death. So it applies death immunity, true immunity, or true sight, and three intelligence ups if any uh, random ally dies, and it applies it to another random ally. Um, the legendary upgrade is to give buff immunity to all enemies when an ally dies. Uh, her last ability is Ghastly Spirit. It's a second passive. Um, this one is a self buff. When any enemy takes bleed damage, she has a 40% chance to gain invisibility. Uh, the legendary upgrade is an AoE buff. When an ally is stunned, it applies stun, silence, and crit immunity to her. Um, so we've had her for a while since she was the login tune. Um, most people probably have her at L2 or L3 at this point, depending on whether they spent money on her. Um, on think of her since um, I quit playing the game, but <laughs> I spent some time with her and I found that she's she's pretty decent. I think there was a lot of um, uncertainty about her at first, um, people not knowing whether or not they wanted to spend or invest in her. And I think she's definitely worth investing in. Um, she has uh, synergies with the bleeds, uh, the stone. Uh, and the invis um stun being very big thing this month so um but i think what's more important in terms of her kit is who she counters um i think wb has gotten very careful with the tunes they release now um i think they're in a sense like overtuning these new characters where they uh, they're hypersensitive to the current meta and they try to you know make these characters respond to it in some way um so with her with her second and third like legendary upgrade it's a direct counter to power girl i don't know if this happens to everybody else but whenever i use her second ability that single target special damage against a power girl i'd say like 70 percent of the time it ends up killing her <laughs> and i know like it it's it, because th so it purges you know the positive immunities if you have that leg upgrade but then you're supposed to have a 30 percent chance or whatever to also use her death whale um but if it's power girl like 
I'd say 70% of the time it does it. And one of those two abilities crits and she's dead. Um, and whether or not it's supposed to happen that way or whether or not I've just been really lucky with using her, that's obviously the purpose of that ability. It also works really well against Bane. And I know she doesn't do a lot of damage to Bane, but the fact that it's special damage means that she's actually cutting into him a little bit. But the fact that it's purging all his immunities, including you know his um, uh, stun immunity, and it's also applying heal immunity to him... Um, prevents him from getting out of control, which is really, really nice against Bane because that that happens. Um, so I think you know her second and third legs really are a counter to them. Um, her fourth leg is specifically a counter to Etrigan. Um, listened to you guys podcast last month and i remember you guys talking about how etrigan really isn't a problem for you um and i think for most players with a pretty deep roster he's probably not um but for a lot of players who don't have a deep roster he can be a serious problem because he gets out of control very quickly um her fourth leg pretty much shuts him down. Um, it is, I know a lot of people don't like taking leg upgrades that, that depend on one of your characters dying. Um, but if you've ever faced an Etrigan and one of your like allies happens to die, um, the match is sometimes over right at that point. Um, and her her applying buff immunity to all enemies when an ally dies, that pretty much ensures that he can't get out of control. Um, and then her fifth leg, I think, is also pretty good. Um, it, it prevents the stuns and the crits or from those getting out of control. So I, I think I think she is overtuned for the current meta. I think she's designed to provide a lot of answers to some really annoying things that we're facing right now. I think that other players who already have answers to that can totally pass on her but for people who need something like she provides that cool so those are my thoughts i don't know if you guys have anything else to say there's yeah i actually um you were saying how it counters power girl and everything but you left off superman it also counters him pretty good poor superman uh, which he's really good right now so yeah exactly so like being able to counter him also (laughs) like those are a, a common pairing you'll see superman with power girl a lot so being able to counter both of them with her is pretty good. And then... Uh, Harder to keep down, though, because he just keeps perking off those debuffs. Right. And then in addition to Etrigan, though, you'll also counter Lobo and Robin on the uh, when allies die. So Yep. Yeah, those are good points. You'll, you'll, kind of, you'll kind of prevent those snowball characters, which, to be fair, all of those characters that we listed are definitely hardcore into the meta right now. So, I mean... So, uh, on the topic of uh, her kitten, basically, like, you, you were mentioning Snowball. I was actually thinking about this, too. Her, one of her uh, passive abilities gives her uh, intelligence ups, and it could be it could be to her, it could be to, like, anyone else. It's random. But the idea that uh, her basic actually does regular damage on um, rather than uh, special damage is part of the reason for that, I think, because... If it was doing special damage, and because she's she has, I believe, an intelligence, uh, a special damage striker kit, uh, she would be potentially like you know on that uh, Etrigan level. Even though she's not uh, buffing herself directly, uh, it could end up being that way if everything was special damage. So I could see that like they didn't, they probably were hedging there, and also the fact that she's applying bleeds on her basic, it'd probably be too good. So. Uh, I think that they're actually being a little. They could have kept that. Yeah. That, sorry for interrupting. But yeah. that first, her first legendary upgrade. There's if if that was special damage. There's no way they could have kept that. It would have had to be something else. Right. Because I think. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think that they're they're hedging on her, but I think they hedged too much on her because there's a lot of criticism on the fact that she's um, 
she's she's like a, a bit underwhelming on, at some points like because uh, her basic feels like it does no damage at all because she doesn't have uh, very much strength in her kit which is why you know that's why it doesn't it's basically there just to apply the bleeds that's about it right so uh, I'm fine with that yeah I mean but yeah I'm fine with that too because I mean just look at the cooldown on her other abilities like you you don't really have to use her first ability until like the third round yeah because you can use her second her third or her third then her second and then her I don't know it's like you can use her sorry I guess like her, her second then her third then back to her second again so it's like your fourth turn where you're actually using her first ability yeah, yeah her two has a one turn cooldown and that's the one you're going to be using the most so yeah yeah all right, so immunity on such a low cooldown, I think that's really important. But anyway, yeah. Honestly, I think that's they wanted to make it a basic, they just couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a, like a, a couple of criticisms though about her kit because I was just wondering about her fifth passive legendary because it says and now I, I find this really weird. So I'm reading it right now apply stun, silence, and crit immunities to all allies when an ally is stunned. So I see this as, I mean, it's good, the fact that you're applying basically the Hal Jordan buffs to everybody, but it's after the fact someone's already stunned. So do they does do they stay stunned and then this applies afterwards, or does this remove Yes, they stay stunned. So, I mean, isn't that kind of, like, counterintuitive? I mean, it's good the fact that you get it for the next round, so they don't get stunned again, but, you know, the hell, right? Killer <laughs> <So. laughs> Frost, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean... But it just feels weird, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, well, my guy's already sent thanks. So thanks for nothing. So Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things that if you do bring that in against a stun team, it does help a lot. Yeah, sure. You know, on, because the AI is still going to use those moves. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's good. I think it's good if you're out trying to uh, deal with the other two parts of the, uh, the buffs. Like the so like let's say you get stunned. I completely agree. The silence and the crit, like you won't get silenced by someone else. Like for example, if you're coming up against uh, a team that has like uh, Princess of the Mascara or Clayface that that happen to stun a lot, or sorry, that happens to silence a lot, so you won't get silenced against them. But uh, hello, hey, hey, hey. So we we're, we're just uh, talking about uh, Silver Banshee. So Clay just went over a kit and. Um, well, I mean, what do you think about what do you think about Silver Banshee? I think she's interesting. I like the fact that she is a very versatile blue because yeah. you know we do tend to get those blues that are like, oh, well, this character specializes in dealing with bleeds, or this one is Wonder Woman, so she just does a crap ton of assists or purging or whatever. So Silver Banshee, it's very refreshing to have a character that you could say, I need a character that can do one of these eight things, and then she can fit most of those roles. I know I trashed on Red Robin for kind of being a do-it-all guy, but she does it well. I like her kit. Okay. So, uh... Alright. <laughs> oh, there's one other thing I forgot to mention. I was watching uh, Fanatic Jalapeno's uh, recent video, and he, he, was, he was doing something that I was that a lot of people have been talking about. Um, basically, I think the part of her kit that you want to be focusing on is her legendary third ability, her Death Whale. Where she can proc her death whale whenever someone else uh, does a purge removing sorry a, a, a purging ability, a buff purging ability. It doesn't and, even have to purge. Yeah, that's the point I actually wanted to note uh, point out. 
And note that it doesn't have to be a general purge. It can be a specific type of purging ability. For example, like purging immunities or purging like a specific type of buff only. Because there are a lot of characters... Purge awareness. Right, exactly. So, and those count in this sense. And even if it doesn't actually... Even if they don't have any buffs on them to purge, the fact that you're doing the move will give this a 30% chance to proc. Which is pretty good. Yeah, so that means, just to clarify, that means if you use her second ability, the Banshee Stare, it yeah. does have a chance to proc that, even if there are no positive immunities. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And to do the nice. single target special damage and then an AOE like turn one. I've had yeah. I've had it happen a few times too, where my like my my opponent's team were like basically just clean. They had nothing on them, and then just do the Banshee Stare, and then she's just oh, Death Whale, free <laughs> free AOE, free AOE, like so. But, like, that's the idea. I like Courier with Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. his basic awareness. Yeah. So there you go. That's like, so, that's all- I, I, I reinstalled the game today. <laughs> one, of the, one of the comps I played with was uh, Martian Manhunter League, Killer Frost, Banshee, and uh, Harley Quinn, MJ. That was a really good comp. And... Like I'll be honest, I was pretty far down in like the the standings. I think I was probably like sixteen hundred trophies or something. So I'm not facing like greatest teams. I did face a couple meta comps, but it worked really well because with you know John Jones, like you've got the purge, the heavy damage, um, and the stun on his third ability, which can trigger Killer Frost and can trigger Banshee. Like same turn so you're getting like lots of attacks going off like all the time and then with um harley quinn you get the the intelligence down so all the special damage because i think uh john jones uh, killer frost and banshee all have special damage moves so you're you're getting a lot of synergy between the tunes they work really well together mm-hmm. i was uh doing a similar thing with uh green lantern how jordan because his hammer is basically the same thing the big purge and the stun so oh yeah it, it does everything it's great Ooh. All right. So mm-hmm. we, anything else to talk about in terms of Silver Banshee before we move on? That's all I had. Okay. So I take it away with Gorilla Glad then. With Killer Grad. Or, did I say, yeah. I said Gorilla. Uh, Gorilla. Grad. <laughs> <A> gorilla. <laughs> Quote unquote Killer Grad. Quote unquote. Baby Grad, more like it. Uh. <laughs> Yes. All right, so uh, Grodd, his abilities, Grodd's Rage, first ability, single target physical damage, does uh, plus 50% damage when it's maxed, um, and 45% chance to stun if Grodd has three intelligence buffs or more. Uh, and the leg is steal all intelligence buffs from target. The second ability is Psychic Leader, and despite its name, is not a leader ability. Um, it's a self buff, uh, four intelligence ups to himself, and then also has an AOE buff, two intelligence ups to the rest of his team. Um, both of those last uh, two turns. Um, and the ha- also has, if it's fully maxed, it has a call assist if the enemy is stunned. Um, the uh, leg upgrade for this is the AOE buff for uh, two speed ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, his third ability, Gorilla Slam, AoE special damage is plus 35% when it's maxed, and a 60% chance to use his first ability, Grod's Rage. It is uh, three uh, agility ups to the team, and that lasts for two turns. This is his fourth ability. This is a passive uh, three intelligence ups on self when any hero dies. That means ally or opponent. Um, and then two intelligence ups on a random ally. The leg upgrade is two speed ups from self and two for a random ally. 
played this one, so I don't know if that's going to be the same random ally or a different one. But anyway, um, his last ability that is a, a leader ability is Speed Force Memory. Um, it's a passive AoE buff. Uh, he has a 70% chance to apply three speed buffs to the team when an enemy is stunned. And the leg upgrade is a call assist. Use Grodd all that much. I tried. I tried messing around with him. I did take him up to gear eleven, and um, I got him at L one because I just won him from the uh, the tournament. Um, I put the legendary upgrade on his Gorilla Slam just honestly because I wanted to know how long the agility buffs uh, buffs lasted for. And I have to say, I was pretty impressed with those. I think it's. I don't. I mean, I don't know what kind of leg order you're going to want for him because he's a pretty weak tune. And I think you're probably going to want a lot of legendary upgrades before you even start using them but that gave him a lot of um i don't know it, it made him last and he kind of needs that because even though he is uh i think he's what special tank maybe or special support he's special support he's, yeah he, he's whatever the one that um uh Lex Luthor, Slexi, yeah. yeah. Um, which is by far, in my opinion, the crappiest of all the gear sets. Um, <laughs> it, it, like, it, it makes no sense to me. Like he that that gear set, it gives you like additional like physical damage, but you have low strength with that. And the special damage, which you tend to have a lower intelligence, um, also isn't buffed as much, even though those all tend to be like special damage tunes. So like, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's got like a really low crit chance, but also really high crit damage if those do hit. And it's just, it's just a gear set that doesn't make sense at all. And, and he's got it. And he also has a really low power level. Um, when I took him up to gear 11, he is the lowest of... I've got like 40, maybe maybe 50 tunes at gear 11, and he was the lowest of all of them. He was at like 6,200 power, and the other ones are all sitting at like 7,000. So like, there's no reason, uh, I don't know. So he just, his his um, growth modifiers are just really low. So all of his damage is low. Even the AOE special damage, it's, it's, it's all very little damage. And I don't know, I had a hard time making him work, but I don't know. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on him. Yeah, I've got a few personally, but Go for it. uh I agree. His damage is low. He's also very tiny for some reason, but <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I was expecting him to do like Bane size and he's like about <laughs> as big as Flash and I'm like, come on. He's but, cute. <laughs> but uh I I don't know. i for some reason I found him to be really good if I'm do not play to his strength, which is weird. But like I'll put him on a team with like Doctor Fate. Because more intelligence buffs. And then I'll have, like, Harley Quinn Magister for the AoE intelligence down. And then I would have Killer Frost for the stuns. And basically, he's like an afterthought. I think I actually put Dr. Fate as a leader just because I don't stun that much. And basically, it's like, oh, okay, mass AoE, mass AoE, mass int down. And then Killer Frost just goes rabid over everybody. And it's hilarious. But, I mean, as far as his kit goes, being stun-based isn't a terrible thing, but I feel like there's just not enough viable support options to justify bringing him. Like, you have Bane as a physical stunner. You have uh, half a trillion energy stunners that you compare with him. And, what, Mystic Stunners, you have Aquaman. Aquaman? <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's basically it out of anyone you'd actually want to bring. I can't think of another person. Your Jay is really good with him. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, 
like and with a composition like that you might as well just not bring grod you could just bring anyone else you know because bane is a fantastic standalone character pretty much any of the green stunners can stand alone with the exception of grod himself and you know aquaman man so i mean like i would rather bring yellow lantern sinestro over him <laughs> You know, because Yellow Lantern Sinestro at least can get rid of the extra stuff off the taunters and gets hella survivability with stuns and enrages. He gets the speed and the buffs from enrage, or I mean stun too, right? Yep. So So if if you have Aquaman as your lead, Sinestro will go before literally anyone else, basically. And it's really nice, actually, because he needs that, but... Yeah, it's. I just don't understand why he's like an objectively worse Captain Cold. I'll say that he's an objectively worse Captain Cold. Now, I'll say this though: uh, if we're talking about stun teams, like I, I kind of agree where where you're going with. But I think he does have a place. Now, uh, the the first thing I'd like to say that that Clay pointed out was about his kit being a special support as it is. Just feels awkward as you're saying so he's he's like the like it's the worst place between like uh either you know being really uh defensive or being very offensive either being a striker or being a tank right and he feels like he's not doing like anything with his current gear set and i hope hopefully if wb is listening to this maybe they'll consider tweaking his kit for the future like you know keep his uh, sorry not his kit his gear set keep his kit the same it's fine make him either a tank or a striker I think that would make him like a lot better than you know either make him really super survivable or make him like do a lot more damage than he's doing right now because he's not really doing much right now I think I was watching um, uh, Holy Dag Nabbit's video I think it's uh, is that Alexi? I think that's his that's yeah. account yeah that's Alexi right Alexi posted a video <laughs> of gear 11 uh, gear 11 level 70 grod uh, with nine intelligence ups on him, and he did less damage than Killer Frost uh, with only three intelligence ups on her. And to, well, to be fair, yeah. to be yeah. fair, it was an AOE versus a single target. Yeah, I pointed that out too. I was gonna say that, but yeah. So, yeah, like, I, but even though if you think about, but yes, it, his damage was yeah. less than. Because Good. He only has- Look at his stats. I mean, it's like his intelligence is so low. Yeah. She's probably got like, what, 500 more intelligence than he does at level 70? Which doesn't make sense, because if you're thinking about someone who is who has a movie that's called Psychic Leader, like, come on, right? You should, you should, he should have a lot more intelligence. He's, that's what he's known for. That or he should have super, super like resistance for him to be, or agility or something for him to be a tank, but he's neither a tank or a striker. He just, it just feels really bad. <laughs> so, but uh, in terms of where I was going with this, um, his abilities that might help your team. Now, he's probably not going to be your standalone character for this reason, but he dishes out buffs like intelligence buffs, uh, speed ups, agility ups, and like passively and actively all over the place. So, characters like Firestorm and Doomsday will eat that up, right? Especially Firestorm because the intelligence ups really really helps firestorms like dish out damage right so uh i could see him like that's what i was thinking about for grod like taking his um psychic leader and his gorilla slam a legendaries so that he's really you know dishing out as many buffs as he could possibly give to firestorm and then this firestorm just nukes everybody so that that's well, what i was thinking of i was gonna see say that, but his <laughs> speed buffs uh, sorry go ahead 
I was going to say, I mean, that sounds like it would work except for, I think, two things. One, isn't Grodd slower than Firestorm? Like, yeah. almost significantly so. So you'd want to nuke the moment that you have your first turn to make the most of it. So you'd already lose out on that. And then second, like, like his buffs only last one turn. I feel like he would be so much better if his speed buffs lasted two turns. Like, even just his leader ability. If that just lasted two turns... He'd be in a great spot, but whatever. I'm just salty because I wanted him to be really good. I wanted him to have like, it would make sense for him to have the same set as chemo, you know, very, very high intelligence, very, very good, like special resistance. Cause that's his whole thing. He's a psychic gorilla, like, you know, psychic but gorilla. whatever. That's, <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think I, if I was he was expecting him to have a special tank set? I was. Yeah, I yeah. Well, that's because he wants some love for chemo. But he's a gorilla. He's, he's a giant gorilla. He should be a tank. <laughs> so. so, what do you guys think if he was like a different um, affinity? Like, what if he was? I mean, because he could almost be any of them, right? He could be mystic. Well, too. Not mystic. No, why not? I wouldn't say mystic because his stuff isn't mystical. He got his psychic powers through science. Oh, well, okay. I that's okay. So. I don't know if you guys remember, but on the official podcast when I was actually down at WB, I suggested Grodd. And I said he would be energy. Okay. Because of the science. This is your fault. (laughs) To be fair, all of the Flash family is energy as well. So they did say that. All right. Honestly, though, I mean, I don't think his affinity changing would really fix anything because, like, if you made him red, which is the only real feasible other option because he's a gorilla then he would just get his ass kicked by the Flash, which would be canonically correct, and Superman, which is also canonically correct. But, like, it would hurt him even more, because in my opinion, at least, Red is the weakest affinity right now, so. But. I feel like that just make him more unviable. For him to be good. The one thing that I think that he'd be really, like, if, if you think about him being Red, and the one place where I'd actually want him to be red is because he'd be the one of the only few red special damage dealers, aside from Joker and Doctor Poison, I think. So yeah, so that would be yeah. would have been cool. But anyway, but work though, because like most most mystics are gonna be special damage anyway. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why reds are strong is because those mystics have really low agility and they just get wrecked by that. Yep. They're gonna have really high intelligence. He's just gonna feel really weak against those mystics because anybody who just does physical damage is gonna cut through him and he can. Yep. Yeah. Plus, I mean, the only good thing about Grodd being a mystic is that you would have a much, much easier time making compositions because you wouldn't have to resort to Aquaman. But outside of that, it doesn't really bring anything to the table, you know? I guess you could use Dr. Fate because Dr. Fate plus him actually works out phenomenally well. But it I'm just so disappointed. I expected so much, and then I got freaking a chimpanzee looking guy with <laughs> terrible damage, no tankiness, and his entire kit is based around stuns, but he himself doesn't justify being on a stun team because all of his buffs fall off way too fast. Yeah, The, the agility buffs, they do last two turns, but what I do... I used him with DOJ lead and that did work pretty well because she passes around all those intelligence buffs and the agility buffs and it made the entire team really tanky. 
None of them did damage, but they were all really tanky. But you could just pick Clayface and then do that, and you wouldn't even. No, but his, his wait, this that works for like the first two turns, but then it wears off. Yeah, but how many turns do you need? Also, it only works for the first two turns. Grod's buffs only last two turns. Because <laughs> Clayface is like so much better. Like I don't yeah, even know what Clayface I'm talking. Is. Yeah, he's he's way better. <laughs> I also <laughs> I tried. I'm sorry, Grod. I tried. Also, one thing about the buffs, though, if you if you guys are like me and that like I've been currently playing with like uh, special damage dealers uh, for my new series on on the on the YouTube channel. Uh, Grodd is the second uh, character, aside from Dr. Fate, that has a mass or a team-wide intelligence buff. Uh, so, where Dr. Fate does three, his does two, but, you know, he does do four to himself. So, that is a kind of a, uh, a bonus. But, in general, when you look at it, like, he... He, he and Dr. Fate paired together, you can get your main strikers, like special damage strikers, like that much more powerful to like basically one-shot everybody else. Except everybody basically except for Grodd. We'll be able to one-shot the rest of uh, actually, uh, the other team. Speaking on that, I heard through the grapevine that Grodd might actually just be bugged and his moves might not be accounting for the intelligence boosts, which oh. is why even when he has like a billion intelligence, it doesn't work. Oh, and be my theory on that is that his moves are reading it as like, oh, this is physical. He needs strength. And then it's just not counting any of the intelligence oh. buffs. But then it also doesn't count the strength buffs either because it's a special move. So the system basically just isn't counting anything. But what you're saying is if it is glitched the way it is, then his Gorilla Slam could be devastating. Then. It could be. And I feel like it should have been. So I'm just going to trust WB on this one and say, you know, it's gonna be Maybe they intended it for it to be one way, and it's just a glitch. Let's give it a couple more weeks, is what you're saying? Yeah, I say give it some time. We'll see. Maybe they'll tweak them or make them bigger. Who knows? <laughs> I really, really hope that's the case because I really want his gorilla slam to just like nuke everybody. <laughs> so, okay. The gorilla slams is basic, though, isn't it? No, it's, uh, uh, it's his AOE. It's his third. Grod's rage is. I thought that was the rage or whatever. His gorilla slam can proc. It is his first. Oh, I got him reversed. Okay, my bad. Yeah. So rage proking like slam. Yeah, or slam slam proking rage, right? But no. That's it. Rage. Yeah. You know it's funny. For some reason, when Grodd was coming out and I saw him, I thought he was gonna be like Grundy, where like he'd get enraged or something, and then he would just get like a humongous stack of intelligence. But then they made him how he is. Anyways, let's let's not talk about it. I'm getting sad. <laughs> hey Doom, you want to take over? Oh yeah, because you know, I requested him when I was on there. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, but yeah, let, we're we're running a little long in the tooth here, so let's go ahead and move on. Time for some nip tuck. Oh, that's my section. Okay, I'll take this over. All right, good time. Have good timing. All right, so uh nip tuck right we got our two reworked characters you have hot girl and you have killer frost right killer frost was a character that was already pretty good she wasn't like meta or anything but she was pretty decent and this definitely brought her up a few pegs that extra attack bonus chance is just fantastic especially considering she loads up so much intelligence she doesn't stack quite as hard as she used to mind you like she's not going to be walking around with 20 intelligence buffs like last time but 
this is fantastic if one you were like me and was like oh when she first came out she had this amazing bug where if you got rid of someone's shield with her shatter it put an anti-shield on them so it would absorb the total amount of their possible shield until they reach that threshold that was great i love trolling people with that because arcus was it was hilarious <laughs> and then after they fixed it i was like well now i have this useless legendary so this is a good chance to go through reselect especially if you made mistakes like me that being said she is not going to be your solo green like even with her stun abilities unless you're running her with bane she's probably gonna suffer a little bit she doesn't stack up as hard as she used to she needs help but um you know looking over her kit she still has that big meaty heel she still has that you know Big old speed down here, speed down there, and you know her stun still basically does the same thing. So all in all, she's still a perfectly good character. She's even better now. She's way more consistent. She's not as bursty, and some could debate that that actually makes her objectively a worse character. What do you guys think? I'll start with Clay since he's our guest. Um, I would say she's objectively worse character. Um, I I don't I use Killer Frost a lot. I didn't use her all the time, but I used her a lot before, and I really did like her. And I found that when I used her, she was one of the few like energy characters that you could rely on to kill mystics. And it's not easy to find other tunes that can like kill you know that that weaker or the stronger affinity um but but she could do that because once you get that stun with those four intelligence buffs and if you have like another stun tune like catwoman or bane whoever on the team like that was enough where she could be killing mystics and that made her really powerful and the extra attacks is nice but extra attacks against a person you're not specifically targeting is only so good i would rather like destroy the character that i want to destroy rather than maybe doing damage to someone else um and doing less damage to someone else and so i found that she she's probably like on most teams probably a little bit better than she was but i think on a team that's built around her she's weaker and she's a character who's not top tier so she needs teams that are built around her and so i think players could probably find more uses for her but when you know you find the perfect comp, she's not going to do what she used to do. Mm, so interesting. What do you think, Ogre? Well, just to piggyback off of what Clay said there, like if the the attack targeted the one who just got stunned, I think that would be kind of a cool balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I do like her. I like the fact that they added an extra attack to her uh, because I think honestly that was kind of her thing before was that she was just really slow. And she didn't get a whole lot of attacks in. So even when you did attack with her, it wasn't like... It was like literally a last resort kind of thing because you didn't have a stun up. You didn't have your other move up. So you were using your basic. Now at least you can use your stun and it'll proc, gain some meter out of it. She might proc base, you know, an extra basic attack here and there, which might stun. So like, I, I like where she is now. I mean, it made her a lot faster, that's for sure. Yeah. Hey. I do what like do the think? speed. Yeah, so... And for me, in term for Killer Frost, I, I, the thing I liked about her, and she just, she hasn't really changed much in that sense from after the rework, is the fact that she could fit into a lot of different comps. She fits into the stun comps, obviously, but also uh, speed down comps. So you could pair her with Mirror Master, Captain Cold, and so on. Uh, and she's a special damage dealer, so for me, that's also a big deal because uh, I play with special damage dealers. 
But um, I like the fact, like her her passive proccing ice spear. That that was a pretty good uh, addition to her kit. But as you're saying that she's not um, stacking up the buffs as much as she was before, it kind of is a sort of a shift away from her being like a big striker type of character. But she is kind of slow in that sense, though. But um, the one thing that I liked about her kit now, this is sort of me off in Magical Christmas Land, um, thinking about how to like make the most out of her kit. Although we were trashing on Grodd, she pairs really well with Grodd. Because the fact that Grodd gives her intelligence ups and speed ups May, lets her like stun chain a lot of people so if you get the right legendary upgrades you can chain her freeze solid uh like you could basically stun a lot of people back to back to back to back because uh she'll have a minus one cooldown on that legendary and then i think her passive also gives her minus one cooldown on free solid again so basically i think it's on a one turn cooldown after that or is it a two turn cooldown so i think it's a four uh, base is it four so it, yeah it two so yeah so it's almost like she can like chance uh, stun chain but the fact that she's getting speed ups from buff uh, from uh, from uh, from Grodd and then she's getting turn meter up uh, whenever she stuns people so she gets a lot faster and she gets to really you know control the the enemy team really fast so I think that's that's a cool composition and no, no pun intended but yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate that pun that, that, that's good by me but, um, Doom box approved. <laughs> I, I will say that I do agree that. Uh, well, I don't know if I agree she's objectively worse, but I do agree that she is worse at what she's made to do. The one thing I will say though is that I do appreciate that they added another ability. However, I did not appreciate having to farm the materials to level that ability, and I would have much rather them just put that legendary onto like ice spear baseline. Uh, so make, make that's like more a, personal gripe. So make it a legendary on top of a, one of her other abilities. Yeah, like take the legendary two from free solid, and keep free solid as it is now, and then just stick that second legendary on icicle spear and make it plus fifty damage, and then legendary two twenty five percent chance to uh, be used when someone's stunned. That would be great. Yeah. But again, that's just me being salty. Now moving on <laughs> to the next character, Hawk Girl, a character who, unlike Killer Frost was never good. Well, I take that back. She, <laughs> I am a firm believer that she was not a bad character to begin with. But at the same time, I also know that I'm kind of that guy that every time there's a doomsday post, everyone else is like, oh, he's not really a PvP character. And I'm like, no, shut up. He wins matches by himself. Leave him alone. <laughs> he's my baby. Oh, yeah, because, you know, my love of chemo. Yeah. You see, that's why I found it funny when that one guy was like, hey, I want your guys' opinion on the tier list. And he asked you and me. And once I saw both of our names on it, I'm like, this is going to be skewed. Just... <laughs> I'm not going to swear on this show. I'm sorry. I almost did. Yeah, no. Uh, it was... <laughs> back to the hot girl. Let's, we'll talk about this later. Back to hot girl. So for those who don't know, what, mainly her big change is that she gets meter now when anybody stuns instead of just her, which is great. She needed that desperately. And then also her first ability has a chance to double strike on anybody, and she doesn't need to stun to do it. Though I'm not a big fan of the fact that it's only 80% now instead of 100. She also has the ability to call assist, which is great. She always had that. There is this weird issue now, though, where if she attacks and stuns, she'll call assist, and that'll overwrite her second attack so she doesn't get it. 
kind of a downside. But, you know, if they fix that, whatever, she'll be great. Now, the big thing is that her AoE stun is uh, granted an extra bit of stun chance if there's a positive immunity on your side of the field, which is fantastic because her second ability now applies crit immunity, which is also great. She needed something to really hammer home that she's a good support option as well as being good at attacking, and that was probably one of the best ways to do it, was to put on something simple, not broken, crit immunity, fantastic, always handy, but not overpowered. She still keeps her purges, and she still has the chance to apply the debuff immunity memory serving. So she can still be built as a striker, she can still be built as a support, which just kind of stuns on occasion. So all in all, pretty good kit. If it weren't for that one bug, I think she'd be... She's kind of like Killer Frost. She's definitely not a standalone character. But I think she would fit in a lot more compositions. Because you can run her with Grodd, obviously, in stun compositions. But because her best partner, again, Bane, is just kind of out there and about, you can put her in pretty much any composition that requires harder control. You know, like Captain Cold, as you mentioned, speed down comps. I actually do appreciate her running around stunning people. Uh, you can have defensive comps where she's just applying huge amounts of immunities to everyone and purging off their debuffs. She can do a lot of different things as long as you don't mind that she's mainly going to do what she was built to do, which is occasionally stun, but most of the time just disappoint you. But that's <laughs> on an aside. Uh, Clay, what do you think? I, I would agree with that. I, I've noticed that since the rework, I've actually chosen to use abilities other than her first, which I never did before the rework. I would only ever use her first because her, her purge is just kind of meh. And then her AOE, like it, it just never worked. Um, like I would, I, ne I never got stuns before. And with, with her rework now I do, which I, I'm, you know, it's nice. I've seen, you know, I've, I've used it and gotten the whole team stun before, which was, before was just unimaginable. Um, and so she, she's useful. I think the RNG is just so low that um, it's not, it's not reliable and it's hard, at least on offense in PVP to use something that isn't reliable. AOE is already kind of, um, hamstrung just by the, uh, like Harley Quinn, Mad Jester. Um, you kind of don't want to be using AOE anyway, so to have that and then um, and then not even get a chance to stun or have a low chance to stun is turns me off. So I, I didn't really use her that much, um, but I do think she is you know certainly better than she was before. Um, if I might interject to propose something really quick, so for those for those who don't know, Doomsday's Doomsquake has a special property that. If it manages to stun, it will always stun everybody on the enemy team. 25% chance, but if you hit that 25, everyone gets stunned, no exceptions. Hawkgirl's AoE stun does not do this. It'll only occasionally stun one, two, or even four sometimes. But what if they reworked her stun to act like Doomsday's stun, where every time it lands a stun, everyone gets stunned? What do you think, Clay? I don't know how I feel about that because that's why I actually used to really like Black Canary before I realized how good Castaway Green Arrow was like way, way like years ago when this game came out <laughs> because her, her turn meter down like that AOE would, 
wasn't like Castaway Green Arrows where it hit everybody or it didn't. Um, her turn meter down would just, you know, it'd be a separate role for each opponent. And so you knew that you were always going to have turn meter down on somebody. And I really liked that. Um, so I, I think the all or nothing probably makes me even like more tentative about using AOE and seeing it as a liability. Mm. Alrighty. What do you think, Ogre, about the character and the idea of going all for nothing? The all the all for nothing I don't really care for. I like the idea that it can do it individually. I, I like that randomness, uh, personally. Uh the character I, I really like what they did with her. I, I really do. She she didn't need a whole lot and they gave her just what she kinda needed, so I'm really hopeful for her future in the in the game. So she has that farmable node, so hopefully people will start picking her up and using her a little more often. Mm. Interesting. DP, what do you think? Uh, I've been playing with her a bit this week because it's her alliance week, and I've had her uh, geared up the gear 10 since before her rework, and I think that she's uh, she's she got a little bit better. She just got tweaked enough to make her like a little bit more viable than she was before, but that's saying like going from like like you know bottom tier to like second bottom tier. So I don't think that she's like super great or anything, because I think that what 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 would have made her like top tier is if they gave her like a move that gave a guaranteed stun, sort of like a damaging guaranteed stun, kind of like shatter uh, like the killer frost move, but uh, no, sorry, free solid, but uh, that would do damage, but that would make her broken. So where she is right now, because everything is RNG based on her, in her kit, is just sort of like it feels like it's a midway point they were hedging too much on her I guess because they couldn't they didn't want to make her overly broken but they wanted to make her better so I can see that and stun is one of those mechanics that can be very like it can get out of hand if you don't control it well so I think that uh, sort of where they're going and I feel that that's what they were doing with all the characters this month because all of them are stunners and all of them have the potential to be super broken so they were just sort of hedging their bets on everybody and I kind of was disappointed by that so. Yeah, I agree to a point. I honestly was hoping that they take a bit more of a risk because, I mean, stun is a big deal, obviously, but when you have characters that, like, I don't know, Power Girl. I'm not going to say Etrigan because he's not broken. People are just lazy. <laughs> but, like, like Bane, for example, right? Bane has a guaranteed stun. He's hard as hell to kill. And, you know... He goes around just punching everything that moves. Why can't Hawk Girl be like that? Hawk Girl should be able to just punch everything that moves and also be hard to kill and also have a guaranteed stun. I mean, Bane's broken, but he's not like the only character you can pick, you know? So I think that maybe they were just too safe on it and they should have probably put the gas a little bit more. But, um, cool, cool. Well, good thoughts. I'm glad that you guys had plenty to say because usually we pass it to someone and they're like mm, yeah no i agree and that was it so <laughs> always good to have some strong thoughts on things and uh hopefully they rework grod in the future hopefully you know hot girl gets another rework at least a gear but freak, I, hope. I don't think she needs a rework okay fine. Stop, she's, she's usable she's fine yeah she's she's like, maybe a little bit of a buff but she doesn't need a full rework at this point like, I think she's fine. Well, 
Well, you know, next month when they buff Grodd, I can come on and I can complain about why they won't fix Lex Luthor. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. All I want is for them to fix the rival suit. He can't trigger his own leader. Why? It's so dumb. But whatever. I'm just getting salty. What? What's the next section? Move on before I keep going. We're going into the arena, dude. We're going into the arena. <laughs> All right, into the so arena the then. Characters, the April characters have been seeing some play at this point. Batman Beyond and Killer Croc have seen a little bit of play here and there. I see Batman Beyond a little more than Killer Croc, uh, personally. Um, and then Batgirl is seeing a little bit more play. Black Canary is seeing a little bit of play, but not a lot. And then Superman is seeing so much more play now that he's had his tweak. Uh, how do you guys? What do you guys think about uh, seeing all those characters in the meta now? Yeah, I mean, I like. Start with you. Huh? Who, who's talking? Oh, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody go. I don't care. Oh, okay. Well, since I was already talking, I'll start. Uh, Batman Beyond is a character I actually decided to go ahead and just get like legendary for because I really like his kit. I'm not going to lie. Hit Chance Down has always been my favorite mechanic out of pretty much everything because at the end of the match, it doesn't matter what affinity you are. If you can't hit me, I won't lose. It's the biggest and Batman ever. <laughs> is that special kind of fantastic where he can lock down two characters at once. So it doesn't matter if it's two on one. I'll battering you to death and eventually one of you will die and the other one will never touch me. So fantastic character. Love him and I'm glad he's seeing play. I was actually worried because, you know, Scarecrow doesn't see play and a lot of the other hit chance downs don't, but the fact that Batman Beyond securing even just a little slice of that pie, fantastic. Uh, How many other hit chance downers do you know of? Uh, There's only like one other one. Black and Canary. That is because of a rework. Scarecrow. And that was Black Canary. Yeah. Well, I mean, Scarecrow does hit chance down, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, Batman Beyond is pretty much it up until Batman Beyond got introduced and Black Canary got in- re- reworked. Like it was just Scarecrow. I know. Girl, she's always had hit chance downs. Who? Bat girl. Bat girl? Girl. You have to have a legendary, legendary ability. ability. Well, I, 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 yeah, but I don't use bat girl. It was just Scarecrow. But that's all I needed. Are you kidding me? Fear talking was the best. It was so great because Harley <laughs> Quinn's a thing. And you just throw that out and then you win the match because, you know, no one's coming back from that. It would just die of shame. Fair enough. But Hit Chance Down, when it was introduced to Scarecrow, was just phenomenal to me. I loved it. And when they introduced Batman Beyond as a Hit Chance Down character, I didn't think it fit, but I'm glad that they did it. Now, uh, I forget who the other character was. Killer Croc, that's his name. <laughs> Slaughter Alligator. He's, he's cool. He was kind of a magic bullet to stop Power Girl. But we already have magic bullets to stop Power Girl, and their name are Swamp Thing and Constantine. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's all we really need. So, you know, Killer Croc, whatever. I did his insight. I had fun with it because he was not a good character and I wasn't going to pretend like he was. So I goofed around. Uh, let's see. Who else was there? Batgirl is Batgirl, whatever. She basically does the same thing. It, I like her leader ability. But as I said last month when we talked about it, eh, whatever. I, I preferred the intelligence up, but the full team-wide heal every time someone misses is great. Good job. Uh, and then Black Canary. Black, 
Black Canary. Eh. Yeah. Eh. That's eh. How I feel about her. Whatever. Team. I yeah. still don't understand how our team leader works. I've had a month to think about this, and I can't. <laughs> <still can't. laughs> so. She, All right. Well, I already know everybody wants to talk about Superman. Let's just go ahead and talk about Superman. Wait, I, mean, I, I have so much movie. to say. You guys cannot move on yet. <laughs> okay, okay. First of all, it's this is this is really difficult for me to say or admit, but Batman Beyond, I, I, I kind of agree with Doom. I like him a lot, and that's hard for me to admit that I agree with you on something. But but it's true. I, I like him a lot too, and I think I, I like the Hit Chance Down. I have to say one last time though, Batgirl is the introduction of Hit Chance Downs. If you go back and look at your Doom, if you go back and look at like your insight discussion from whenever you did that, um, I think you you described it as like hit um, crit chance downs. And oh, there was yeah, like four people me. in the comments that are like, no, it's hit chance down. And like, you never fixed it. And we were, <laughs> I, I've, I've been holding that in for so long. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Well, in oh, fairness, no. one, it was our original I'm kit and it's still there in the rework too. But it lasts <laughs> one less turn. Before it was two turns and now it's just one. Anyway. Hold on. Since I can keep the Discord call open, I'm just going to go there and edit it. And no one's ever going to know. <laughs> You're going to listen to this. Be like, what are you talking about? This is your chance I'll just, down. I'll just edit this out in post. Clay didn't say anything. <laughs> but. Okay. Anyway. Okay. But yeah, I, I like Batman Beyond a lot. And for a long time, I actually was holding off on taking his second legendary upgrade which is the one that gives him the evasion up when uh he gains invisibility because i like the fact that you could have a tune that was designed around like the other team missing but had no evasions up but i know scarecrow does it but he doesn't do it well and i've tried so many times but he does not do it well but batman beyond he he did do it and he would make it make it work and so you could pair him with even like batgirl and after all those evasions are gone he's still making people miss and and i like that because when you're opposed like to someone like uh steppenwolf like if your team doesn't have evasion up he's not going to get all those buffs turn one when he does his aoe buff and so you can hold off on like the other team getting all those crit chances until you have a chance to take care of a few of them first and i really like that and so i think it makes him really interesting i don't think he's top tier but i like using him a lot um i also think batgirl is much better um i don't think she's amazing but i I mean we never used to see her at all and we don't see her now just because you know more people have her we see her now more because she's like much better than she was black canary i think is also better than she was she's other than bizarro she's like by far my favorite character in the game but she's still not quite quite there yet well i think i've said my piece next week she'll be She'll be more relevant, more prevalent, I should say. Yeah. Okay. Well, before you move on, right. Her leader makes no sense. Before we move on, in my defense, <laughs> the game had never had hit chance down before in it. So how was I supposed to know? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> <laughs> on the post, it was there. <laughs> like I looked at it and I, and I was reading it on the screen. And I was like, yeah, this probably just says crit chance down. I I don't know. I'm blind. I typed it out and everyone's like, no, it's hit chance down. And I'm like. What the heck is Hit Chance Down? I've never heard of that. <laughs> what broken piece of garbage is that? Exactly. <laughs> That's my defense. So, okay, moving on. Ogre, what do you think? Oh, wait, no, DP, I mean. Sorry. Uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of, about all those characters of that month, I wasn't really a big fan of, like, Evasion, Hit Chance Down team, so I'm sort of, like, not the right person to ask. But I think overall their mechanics are interesting. I think Batman Beyond's a big troll. 
Otherwise, you know, that, that's all. <laughs> I like him. Why? Of course you would. He's a big troll. <laughs> well, we know what you want to talk about. You talk about Superman. Yeah, Superman's awesome. Let's just talk about Superman for the rest of this cat. <laughs> uh, the, the, um, the biggest point for Superman is that the fact that I've been using him a lot more with his tweak at gear 10. I even I haven't even had a chance to get around to getting him to gear eleven. A lot of people like made the jump to gear eleven with him after his rework. He's still good at gear ten. Like he does his job. Like he's not like dishing out the damage as he would be at gear at gear eleven. But I mean, he's not. He his kit is uh, now like retrofitted in a way to make him really tanky, take all the hits for your team, and. His heat vision being off uh, cooldown a lot faster, uh, and like that—that's basically all you use him for. Like sometimes you'll have to punch people, but you know whatever. Otherwise, he's just really, really good now as a leader. Um, oh, even I've seen him being used as a non-leader, but I think you get a lot more out of him as a leader. So yeah. Hmm. Interesting. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I I think he does shine as a leader if you have the upgrades. If you don't, then having him as a teammate's fine. So, yep. anyway, let's keep it moving. We're running a little long in the tooth again. Yeah. Um, Meta's pretty healthy right now. Yep. Not really going to say much on that. Meta's pretty healthy. You can still pretty much get away with whatever you want if you really want to. Uh, and the meta, the number of meta tunes is also continually growing. So. You know, even if you want to participate in high level, you can you can do that with a lot more than I'll you say, could before. I'll say one thing about the meta: we see Clayface everywhere still. I I'm not saying that Clayface is hard to deal with. I'm just saying that he's kind of a big part of the meta, so something to think about. That's all. Yeah, Clayface is annoying. I I don't get why he's so popular because he seems really easy to kill. You just hit him once with Swamp Thing's like third ability, and then he's instantly dead because he can't heal himself. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, there you go. But whatever. Everyone in the grandma complains about it. This is Suicide Squad Deathstroke all over again, but where is he now? Nowhere. Who the heck is Suicide Squad Deathstroke? Death, death, I don't... Deathstroke. Oh, you mean Deadshot. My bad. <laughs> you, okay, you, see, you that just shows how irrelevant he is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. As relevant as Deathstroke and Deadshot combined... <laughs> Dead stroke. Okay. I mean, that's not more anymore. All right, let's go. Let's let's keep going. Uh, do you have anything to say, Clay, about the meta? Uh, no, it's just a lot slower. So PvP takes so much more time. Oh, yeah. But that's fine. I'd rather have more variety and have it take a little longer. Exactly. When you're playing, I like that. So. More fun. Yep. All right. Uh, it says here I'm supposed to predict the future. I'm not going to do that. No, nope, screw that. Done. <laughs> um, Rib Robin Showdown, we had had one already, and we have one upcoming. Uh, I personally don't care. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I've never cared. At all. <laughs> we already know that, Doom. Yeah, You no, retired twice, and then you came back a third time, and you're like, well, fine, I'll stay. <laughs> uh, I, I played a little bit. <laughs> For the first showdown, just to get him up to legendary three, uh, and like I only needed thirty shards, so I basically cleared one board and it was done. So yeah, he, I, I like Red Robin as a character, just to, as a utility, but because he's not special, I'm not very interested in him. But he is good for what he does. I mean, when you need to put true sight on somebody, when you need that uh, 
like random buff immunity like uh, on or debuff yeah buff immunity on people you know that, he's useful for that so yeah that's all we're talking about the viability of Red Robin right now. No, I mean, not talking, is that we're, we're, we're no, talking about the event. Okay, we're talking about the event, so we're, we're, I'm not personally that interested in, so I only played him in a little bit, and basically the other two aren't very interested in him at all, so. Okay, because he's like one of the best tunes in the game right now, I mean. No, yeah. Well, no, we were just yeah. saying that there's two, uh, showdowns for him this month, so if you want him, get him. You know, obviously. So what would, what would you guys think of these showdowns if it was for, like, I don't know, a complete set of, like, Gear 11? Like, how would you feel about them? That would be interesting. Wait, what's the question? It's about, like, 10K gems. 10K gems. Yeah, that, that'd be sick. Oh, you mean the, the gem blitz? Take it to all the way to Gear 11. And that's that's what you get for, like, I don't know. I don't know what the, the reward tiers are, but... I imagine you can get like two forty or something, and that's like a hundred dollars, and that's whatever. So, well, I mean, basically, if you think about it, if they paid out that well to like you know, let's say top ten even, or top thirty five or something like that, uh, just basically like you'd have to think about how crazy everyone would be going uh, for those like kind of events, those blitz type of events, and how much they would invest in terms of gems into them, right, for refreshing. So in the end, it just becomes a cost uh, benefit analysis. So. I think like you'd probably come out ahead, but you'd probably be very tired afterwards. <laughs> the so. way I see it, it would be a situation where the rich get richer because the people who could already afford to be ahead would just stay ahead, yeah. and then the people who yeah. can't afford to be ahead would have no chance. Yeah. So. But um, that being said, though, I do want. Sorry, not to interrupt. I do also want to pose the question. Of what you guys think about just in general the idea of having these PvP events, you know? Like, they started last month, and we kind of hit on it that, yeah, it looks cool, but we don't expect them to really do it all the time. And then they surprised us by doing it again this month for Red Robin, who's a terrifically boring character, but he's really good. So, <laughs> what do you guys think? Like, going into future months, you know, should we probably expect to see this again? Should we? Should they change it? Like, what do you guys think? If they keep it going for the uh, paywall character, every you know, if they're a couple months behind on the paywall character, I think it's a great way for people to try and pick up those shards that they couldn't get before without having a sale. So it's definitely worthwhile if it continues. Hmm. Right. Any other any other thoughts? Because we got Clay? I did a I did a post on this on Reddit a week or so ago I think or maybe two weeks ago I don't remember how long but I really like these I, I think they're great I I like them not necessarily from the rewards point of view but just uh, the possibilities in terms of what you can do with game mechanics um, because I really like you know exploring different game mechanics and building teams around things that may not necessarily be balanced so I like the idea of giving like certain tunes like these fifty percent speed bonus and then like telling people to figure out like what what works and what doesn't and i think um maybe even having them last like a little bit longer would even be more fun because then you could have like metas built around just these you know like one or two week show showdowns and i think that's really fun um and i also think you know like even advertising like what tunes will be uh have bonuses can get people theory crafting about what's coming up in advance. And I think that's really fun too. Um, so I think they could really take advantage of this more. Um, as far as the rewards, um, they give us shards like all the time. Like there's so many other things I would rather have as rewards. Like shards are like the one thing that they're very liberal with. Um, so it doesn't really matter much, but I think there's a lot of possibilities for just the type of event itself. Yeah. Give me a ring event, please. 
Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Yes. <laughs> Hope Arena. Make it happen. <laughs> right? Okay. Let, let's uh, let's yeah. move on. We got a lot to talk about, and we got, like, no time, so. Yeah, I'm actually going to go ahead and skip these last couple things. We've kind of covered them and beat them to death already a little bit. Sure. Uh, DP, unfortunately, I hate to say it. No, I don't hate to say it. You're a little long-winded, so I'm just going to pass it to you. Okay. Uh, let's go to the, the, the shop talk. Luckily for us, the shop, there's not much to talk about in the shop uh, this month because uh, we've only added uh, Hippolyta to the PvP packs and we've removed Doomsday because he has his uh, six-day event, or he had his six-day event. And then uh, there was this weird thing earlier this week uh, where there was like a thanks for playing pack where some players saw like 50 shards of death, uh, Deadshot Hard Gun and uh, 2,500 gems for three dollars and some other people saw wow. saw it as a uh, power girl pack uh, and it was like 150 shards uh, 8k gems and legendary essence for thirty dollars and it's weird how some people were seeing it as one thing and some people were seeing it as another thing and also I don't think any iOS users were seeing it because I think it was only Android so I saw it you saw it okay so that's weird yeah I saw it I had the power girl pack that's weird, right? So I don't know. And then it basically just disappeared. Or I'm not sure if it was always there, but yeah, it wasn't there at all for me. So it might have been a regional thing, or I I have no idea how it worked. So yeah, did anyone buy it? No. Yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. I didn't see it. But... Yeah, I don't. I'm wondering if that was just like a glitch, you know? If that was just like not someone just flipped the switch on something that wasn't supposed to be there. But it was weird how some people would have it and then not everyone would have it. So I have yeah. sort of something to think about maybe uh somehow i'm, I'm sure the that'll sort itself out in the future yeah yeah i mean this isn't the first time that games have done this kind of thing where they do directed sales towards certain like maybe pay grades of people where the whales got power girl and the kind of low spenders <laughs> got the death uh doom stroke whatever that dead shot <laughs> for three dollars <laughs> Okay, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, this stuff happens. Uh, One last thing I want to mention uh, before, actually, I want to mention before in in Event Horizon about bugs that I'm just because I want to get this off my chest. Clayface is still not fixed. His well, I'm not sure about Catwoman either, but uh, the the cheat death mechanic is still bugged and it's still driving me nuts because I keep losing to uh, Clayface like after I beat him, quote unquote. I get the defeat bug. Uh, basically, the, the, the way it turns up still 100% for me is that if you kill Clayface with a Swamp Thing and then Swamp Thing revives Clayface and then you kill Clayface again, you automatically lose. It's like 100% lose. So if he revives and then dies again, you will lose all the time. So, yeah, I, I have a lot of experience with that to tell you that. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's still bugging me and I want them to fix it. So please fix that. <laughs> uh, so okay uh, getting over to the community watchtower this is uh, kind of speed through the reason why we have Clay on today uh, is because of what he put out recently on Reddit um, what he calls the sheet wad and in my opinion is one of the most useful and practical spreadsheets that you guys can use out there and since Clay's here let him talk about it so yeah go ahead Clay because you speak of it so highly maybe you can be the one to maintain it DP <laughs> <laughs> well, why is that? Why is that, Clay? <laughs> well, well, as I said earlier in the game, I'm done. I'm out. I said goodbye. I uninstalled the game earlier this week or last week, and um, I 
and just just today so i could play some more matches and talk about some of these tunes but but yeah i'm out my work's been pretty crazy and stuff and whatever so personal life stuff um but anyway the sheet wad it's just for gearing up your tunes um i i I made it initially because i wanted to be able to plan out um um if i needed to to farm up a tune or whatever um and i just started adding things to the sheet periodically when other members of my uh, alliance would request it um and, and it just became what it is now i'm it's not perfect. I'm sure there's a lot of things you could add to it as well, but um, it's just a sheet where you type in the current gear of your tune. It will display, you know, what materials you will need to farm. You type in what you have for your current, you know, stash, um, and then it will output how many runs you need to do of what specific nodes, how much essence, like green essence, you're going to need, how many gems that's going to cost, um, and it will even display the difference between if farming nodes one, three, and five um, of those events is going to be more efficient than one, three, and four, um, which there are a lot more factors involved than this. Um, but anyway, so it's just a tool for figuring out what you need and how much you need to spend to get there. Yeah. Wow. Man, yeah. I wish I uh, wish I had access to that when I was doing my, uh, oh, hey, you can get the gear packs breakdown because someone was like, well, isn't this a bad deal no matter what? And I had to sit there and like crunch out the math number by number and like use averages on all the different nodes. And I'm like, if it's not event day, you would end up spending this much gems to this many materials and this many runs. You'd get this much of this and this much of that and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, there has to be an easier way. If you had your sheet mod, just thrown out there. I could just copy paste it and <laughs> stuck it in there. Yeah, there you go. I'm sorry. So this is this is the moment where I probably shouldn't admit that I've had this for probably a couple of months. It didn't look as pretty as this, but yeah, it's been kicking around for a while. But the community, uh, if you guys don't know, it's on the on the Reddit um, main page, so you probably can't access this from your mobile. But if you go onto the actual uh, Reddit page, the the subreddit page. It's on under useful resources. I put it there as it is a definitely a really, really useful resource for you. So just in case you guys didn't really understand what was going on, uh, it's for gear farming essentially. So if you put in the like the required uh, inputs there, you can see like it'll just show up exactly what you need uh, to, to finish off what your goals are. So, uh, and it's really, really useful. It's really helpful. I've used it a couple of times already. So yeah, definitely, definitely useful. It takes a bit, of time to to sort of like pro like figure out how it's how uh how to use the sheet but then you know clay actually had a little video posted on there where he sort of it's like a tutorial so you guys just watch that and you guys can figure out how to use it so it's not that hard okay so uh let's get on to the questions uh we're a bit long here so we've got a, a few questions so i'm going to cut um, this in half and the questions that I don't get to we'll get into the second half of the show so that uh, the podcast won't be too long uh, so the first question I think it's Pajayomi Hamayomi okay on page <laughs> alright so that, that name is that hard to pronounce uh, what's something you haven't been able to achieve in game something that has eluded you that is or was uh, a goal of yours that you regret or that you either regret not being able to achieve or still hope to achieve at some point in the future so each of you guys what do you guys think well, we'll start off with Clay what do you think oh um, there's a lot of tunes that I wanted to take to L5 that I just haven't um, 
Bizarro would be the first on the list. I just never got enough shards of him. I got like halfway through. I think I've got like 150 out of 310 or whatever for L5. Um, and then to my own to my own shame, I never took Black Canary up to L5. And I have all plenty of shards for her, and I just never did it. If if Bizarro goes on sale, uh, we'll, we'll let you know, and then you come back into the game, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. There you go. All right, Doom Ogre. Who who's first? Doom. Up uh, Ogre, go ahead. All right, Ogre. Uh, I still have a goal to get everybody to at least legendary one. Yep. Yep. Haven't been able to do that yet. I have the same goal. Doom? Uh, outside of convincing people Doomsday is good, uh, my <laughs> only other goal in this game really is... God, I don't know. I guess just getting one character to legendary five because I haven't gotten anyone there yet, and I'm just... And like, I have two? What? Not a single character has been Legendary 5 in my roster. They're all Legendary 4 below. And actually, I don't even own like four of the characters, which is my secret shame. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I, I think people know. Yeah, well, now they do. But <laughs> I mean, that is also part like, of, there's, <laughs> partly due to your hiatus, right? So. Well, yes and no. There's characters that I just have no interest in. Like, I don't own Superboy, because why would I? <laughs> so basically any character that I haven't done an insight on is probably a character that I just don't own. Like Suicide Squad, dead shots in there. And like, I, I never just, I just never owned him and I never planned to cause I don't like him. So I guess my only goal would be to L5, a character, I guess doomsday will be my L5 and then f- retire and then not come back. Those are my goals. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, I, I don't like the sound of those goals. <laughs> me personally, I have a lot of like very short term, uh, probably very achievable goals. Uh, one is to get uh, all legendary one characters. I'm only missing a couple, uh, and then the next one is uh, gear ten or or higher all my special damage dealers, and then get Superman to gear eleven. So I'll probably do all three of those. Well, I'll probably do Superman first and then get all my special damage dealers up to gear 10 within the next like few months. And then one day when Joker damage goods and uh, Su- Suicide Squad Deadshot shards can become more accessible, I'll get everyone to L1. But otherwise, uh, nothing really. Well, nothing big long term. Uh, okay, so in terms of the other questions, Pajami, your other question I'll put into the next half of the show, and then we'll go on to Kem Adam. Uh, he asks to Clay, you're a member of the UGLA, or you were, I guess. Can you tell us more about the Alliance? Because it's always uh, high-ranked, uh, high ranked, and what makes it such a success? And then, let's see here. I heard rumors on the Reddit you are organizing a special PvP event called COC. I'm not sure what that is. For your Alliance, can you tell me more about that? And why do you like to use the names W, the names of WB personas? <laughs> because I've seen you as WB Raijin, WB Stanner, uh, even the Reddit believed you were them. So what's, what's all this? What's all this uh, rumor spreading that uh, Kim Adam is saying here? What's going on here? All right. Well, the names. I'm. I think I'm just a troll. <laughs> I like. I can't help it. <laughs> so yeah. I. That, that's all there is to it. Okay. Um, UJLA, Kem Adam is totally a plant. He's he's the leader of that alliance, if you guys do or don't know, or, or one of our leaders. So, um, But it, it is a great alliance. I think, I honestly, alliances are one of the... 
Yeah, Batman is the Batman is ahead of the alliance in game, and Kem Adam owns the Discord server that we that we use. Oh, okay, so so, so he's a troll too. <laughs> so he's a troll, but but good. And but like what I want to say though is, um, I think alliances are one of the best things that have been added to this game. I would love to see um, WB take more advantage of that. Because that has allowed you know a lot of us to like forge like really good like long term friendships um, and meaningful conversations about the game and even beyond that and I really like that because Reddit as as good of a community as it is um, it's still distanced in the sense that you're not like supporting each other day to day and in an alliance when like you're slamming your head against the wall thinking how can I like like finish this last like pvp opponent so i could like clear the clear the list and get my shards like you've got like friend there who will you know answer you know have your back and you know two weeks later you're probably supporting their friend because they're away for the weekend and you you know put up an extra 500 points for them in the alliance just to you know just to cover for them or whatever and and i like that and, and that lasts and that's something that i think that they that wb is done and i really want to see them do more but i don't know but ujla that's been really special i haven't been with them since they started i've been around since a lot of different alliances but we have a particularly you know strong community we have like i don't know i think i don't know if the numbers between four or six alliances now but we have at least 120 to 150 members um split across you know all those alliances and we have a very active discourse so you can find like guides there you can find videos on all different you know things and my sheet wad was there for a while before i posted it you know um to reddit and we just we just have a really like good community where people even who leave the game are still you know active on discord because you know we're such good friends um and so i i personally think ujla is of course you know great and um we always made fun of all the other alliances that were number one we're like we'll never do that we'll never spend that much money and like and 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 not that you know we have like that many big whales or whatever by the end but like we just stuck together for so long when we saw all these other alliances fall apart because we had such strong friendships and when people joined us they saw that and they stuck around and and so i don't know it was pretty special but the coc that's the carnival of carnage um that's a that's an event that I would do because um, for the same reasons that I really like those uh, um, the the showdown events or the special PvP events where you get to try out different mechanics or do different things. I would host these and we would have you know rewards where we'd give out like five or ten dollar gift cards for whoever like had the best record. Um, but I would choose a mechanic whether it be um, bleed tunes or whether it be um, we had one where we competed against because we have like four alliances where so each alliance used a different different um um affiliation so one alliance was justice league another alliance was um i don't know i don't know but whatever like so we had a the bat fam was another alliance and and so everybody had to use only those tunes and have like the best pvp record at the end of the week and whoever did you know their alliance won and whatever so we just do competitions like that and i know that they are continuing those in my absence because i talked to one of them one of my old alliance mates and he's he's still running them but so anyway so so there's your idea to begin with is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that was something I came up with, yeah. Cool, sounds cool. Yeah, so we've done, I think, seven of them now, so they're probably, you know, beyond that. But Would, yeah. would, you, would you guys sue if we ripped on your idea? <laughs> I was saying. If, Honestly, that was something that I really wanted to try to expand even beyond the alliance, where we could have competitions between alliances, but then we just got so big, you know, we, we had plenty. But no, by all means, cool. I love uh, it. I mean, that's what makes the game good, you know? Be- I was going to say, not to not to jump in this and be like, oh, but I thought of it first. 
You guys remember way back when like alliances first became a thing, and I was like, "Hey, Alliance Channel, we should do some cool events and blah blah blah." And Tim Urkin's not allowed because he's a dirty cheating booster. <laughs> but I dude, I've been, I've been well, like Tim is like one of my best friends of the game, right? Dude, Tim is so cool. I liked him. Like we became friends. <laughs> He kept getting right. banned on Reddit, and I kept being like vouching for his freedom. Like, please don't ban him. He changed his name. I didn't well. want to do it. <laughs> he changed to seeking. Uh, like, uh, anyways, oh, anyways, he's not around anymore. Though, let's not dig up the past. So, right, but all right, all right. yeah, I I would be super stoked if they started doing actual alliance events. Like, I would be so game for that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap things up there. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put the rest of the questions in the uh, the next half of the show. Uh, so if you if your question didn't get answered yet, uh, stay tuned for the lame talk half, and uh, it'll be there. So uh, Ogre, you want to wrap things up? Sure. Well, that brings us to the end of the game talk part of the episode, and we just want to thank everyone for listening, participating, and stay tuned for the lame talk coming up shortly. Uh. Final words, Doom? Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, thanks for listening, all that jazz. Thanks, Clay, for joining us, even though you're retired, as a fellow retired-ish person. I appreciate that you took the time to still, you know, put some time in and get that good information out for all these people. So, yeah, just thank yous all around. Uh, DP? Thank you guys for having me on. It was, it was a pleasure. Oh. And I thought about asking to be a guest a few times in the past and to, to have that honor was, you, was very you very thoughtful you were definitely on the short list for a, for a while like we were just basically an, on an order like who we're going through and then your name like with the sheet wide was like okay yeah you just move right up the top of the list <laughs> so there you go <laughs> uh, okay well yeah thanks for being on Clay uh, it's definitely sad to see you go but uh, hopefully you'll still be in the community uh, quote unquote and if uh, if something ever comes up in the game that uh, you might like Bizarro or something, we might uh, have to sh- send you a message and have you come crawling back. <laughs> uh, but uh, otherwise, uh, otherwise, thanks, thanks you guys for listening. Uh, the rest of the, like I said, the rest of the questions will be covered in the Lame Talk half, uh, which will be uh, live shortly in a few minutes. Um, but otherwise, um, yeah, if you guys haven't already, follow us on social media. At Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud at uh, The Oddsbin, and at, on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash The Oddsbin. And uh, if you guys haven't already, uh, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash The Oddsbin. And with that, um, see you guys later. Hey guys, this is Ogre Barbarian of The Oddsbin. Wanted to give a huge shout out and thanks to everyone for listening. Catch us when we go live on Discord and follow us on Facebook. Twitter and SoundCloud at The Oddsman. Feel free to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Oddsman for a variety of opportunities to help us grow and provide better content. Thanks again for your continued support. And as always, enjoy and grind on. <laughs>